Hello and welcome to this week's Golf Alternative Podcast, the only podcast out there that gives you the best alternative music playlist and the best PGA Tour golf betting tips. So um, we've had another great week on the PGA Tour and uh, JT Poston has done his thing, gone wire to wire, so we'll be talking about that in a minute. Uh, wasn't a winner for us, unfortunately, but um, I know plenty of people were on JT, so we'll be chatting away through that so when we bring our guests in a second just just a reminder first of all though before I, I crack on and introduce this week's guest um my name is martin matthews uh you can find me at sundog monkey on twitter and at golf alternative on uh, twitter as well and um please do uh if you're enjoying the pod please do go on to apple give us a five-star rating i'm going to read some of these reviews maybe next week we're getting some great reviews five-star rating uh a review hugely appreciated it's what uh, helps the pod to grow so um please please if i can ask a favor so um anyway time to welcome in this week's guest and i'm delighted to um welcome back on for his uh, second stint on the pod i must have said something right last time because he's glutton for punishment come back for more um it's uh, uh adam watson add the villain from twitter as many of you will know him um adam good evening how are you hi martin uh, great to be back actually thanks for having me back on uh really well thank you um didn't really get to see much golf at the weekend. In fact, I didn't get. I only saw the last two holes. I think uh, I've been a bit, been a bit busy. I got, I got a ten-month-old that's teething at the moment. Oh, so it's, uh, <laughs> been, been a challenging few, few days for us. But um, yes, yeah, so I didn't get a chance to see much golf. But looking at socials, it doesn't look like I miss much with a John Deere. I didn't see yeah. too many people raving about it. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those. I mean, I'm, I'm appreciate with uh, circumstances that dictated, as it were, but. Uh, I guess it's um, if you were going to miss an event, it was one of those that uh, probably sort of um, just uh, uh, would have passed you by. Um, I mean, JT Poston obviously um, played fantastically. He did his did his thing, which he telegraphed. Um, to be fair, with his runner up finish at uh, the Travellers Week before, and um, he just uh, did what he did at uh, the Wyndham a couple of years back, and just uh, came out and blasted everyone away. There was there was a time yesterday we started to look a little bit jittery in the front nine, and it looked like um, it might get interesting, but um, uh, in the end, he settled himself down very well, and uh, yeah, he um, uh, you, you know closed it out very, very nicely. So, uh, but um, yeah, it was a uh, you know there's no disguising it was a weak field, and of course it was um, an opportunity for those who bang the live drum to say, oh, you know, look at what's going on here. You know that live have got uh, DJ, you know Brooks, Bryson, Patrick Reed, etc. And meanwhile, over on the, the PGA Tour, it's um, uh, you know JT Poston heading things up, but uh, um, I mean, that's obviously a very unfair sort of snapshot. And, um, of course, Liv have been quite clever putting their stuff up against, um, you know, the, the weeks they know there's going to be weak, weaker feels on the PGA Tour. But, um, yeah, so you, you didn't miss too much. Um, uh, did I, I'm guessing from um, your point of view, as you weren't sort of desperately trying to trying to tune in, that, um, unfortunately, it wasn't your week on, on your picks over at the John Deere um, hugely either? No, not massively. Um, I'd be quite a disappointing week actually. Uh, Lashley, I think on the in the on the in the first round, he birdied the first three holes, and I was I was getting a bit excited over that one. Um, yeah. And then he just completely dropped off a cliff. Lipsky was probably the my, my closest one, but um, he kind of didn't do much in the last round either. So, yeah, a bit bit disappointing with picks last week. 
Yeah. How'd you get on? Well, it's actually interesting you mentioned Lash Lashley and Lipsky. Um, I was on Lashley myself, uh, and when I had uh, Ben was with us on the pod last week, Ben Coley, uh, and um, I said that Lashley was probably my, I thought, the best value standout pick for last week. I really thought he was going to play well. I thought it was, you know, he's... he's goes well in those sort of low-scoring shootout events. He's been playing really steadily, but not spectacularly. And, um, uh, you know, it wouldn't have taken much for him to step up from sort of, you know, the 18th, 22nds, 25ths, etc. He's been posting in far better company to uh, um, do what uh, JT did, basically. So, uh, and as yeah, you say, yeah. he set off like a house on fire, and then it all was downhill from there on in. And, and if you throw that in with the fact I had Adam Schenk, who um, uh, withdrew after the first round, because I didn't even bother Oh. Didn't bother to check check out what the problem was, so I'm guessing he was either, obviously either ill or injured or something because he played very poorly on day one. Um, so um, yeah, but having said that, at the halfway stage, uh, I, I had um, Taylor Moore uh, was in the frame. Uh, he was, I think, seventh at the halfway stage, and he was 150 to one pick. Uh, and yes. he, along with Buckley, who was one of my other picks, uh, who was sort of lurking in about I don't know. 15th, 20th going into Saturday, uh, managed to contrive to be two of the only three players in the top 50 on Saturday who shot over par. So um, <laughs> uh, and that's not going to get it done. So, um, yeah, uh, it was um, a frustrating week. But Lipsky, you mentioned there, I was close to putting him up. And uh, again, Ben put him up on the pod last week and uh, obviously in his preview. So uh, and I actually said to Ben last week, he was the last man off my list, which he was. And uh, yeah, yeah so yeah, not, not my, a very long way of saying not not my week on the outrights. Uh, I got a little bit of um, uh, solace yesterday in that my column I do for Sporting Life on a Sunday. Um, although I put up Denny McCarthy to win a couple of points on him to win. And that didn't go very well, obviously. Uh, I also put up... Um, Bezwedenhut, Bez, uh, 50 to 1 each way for the top three places yesterday morning, and he got a full place. So He landed, was, didn't he? Yeah. yeah so that was uh, that was some kind of, um, you know, clawed something back on the week. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, really my week. Um, uh, what about, um, uh, I didn't have a bet myself in Ireland. What about yourself? Um, uh, pleased to see Moronk get get off, um, off the mark, I'm guessing. Yeah, do you know what I was? Um, I just I really rate him as a player. I think he's a fantastic player. He hits it a mile, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, I was a big fan of his outfit as well yeah. on the last round. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was a very well put together outfit and something a bit different. And I thought he deserved to win just for that. <laughs> well, he certainly deserved. He's deserved to win, doesn't he, for all sorts of reasons, uh, including his. No, he definitely. Also, yeah. He's um, been playing really well recently, he has. hasn't he? Yeah. He um, has. And I think when you look back at it and you look at that thirty-five to one and you look at the form he was playing in. Yeah. As he entered, it just it kind of like seemed like an obvious one, but um, it's easier with hindsight, isn't it? Yeah. No, of course. And um, uh, we live and learn. But um, there, you, there you go. So not um, not not my week anyway. After um, I don't know if you'd seen my picks the previous two weeks, but uh, Zalatoris in the U.S. Open obviously got pipped by Fitz, which of course, you know, oh. as much as it was a bit frustrating, obviously happy to see Fitz win. But the killer was the week Absolutely. afterwards. The killer was the week afterwards uh, with Sahith. Uh, 110 to one, uh, managing to take the double bogey on 18 at the Travellers, and uh, that was uh, that, that was a killer. So I'd, all, I'd almost oh, rather have a week. Really week. rooting for him, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd, all, uh, I'd always rather have a week that I've just had than. Uh, I mean, that's not strictly true because, of course, I've got the each way on on uh, the gala. But um, anyway, um, we'll, we'll keep we'll keep the live talk brief. I shall simply ask the question: Did you watch any of it? Yes or no? 
Sorry, was it on? Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> um, well, I think it's YouTube. I didn't watch any of it, but um, yeah, is, is that uh, about your level of interest? Is it? Does that sum it up? Yeah, I've I've absolutely no interest in it. Yeah. Um, I didn't even keep track of scores. I don't know who won. Um, it yeah, it's just not something that is floating my boat. Um, yeah, it, I mean, for, been... for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, I have to admit. So I did actually go to the live tournament in. Uh, when it was here you did just okay. because i was on yeah i was i, I was on the work assignment basically because i do a bit of photography so okay yeah, yeah. um I, I was there for that yeah and uh, and that's interesting what were your you impressions know, well do you know it's, a, it's funnily enough it's the first i'm pretty sure it's the first golf tournament i've i've attended so okay. um it it was okay it, it, you you could see they were trying something different. There was there was they were trying to create some form of like festival vibe. Yeah. Um, in in part of the uh, the setup that they had, uh, which I suppose sort of worked. I, I can imagine I can imagine it working over in America a bit more actually. Yeah. Um, the crowds over here were were quite quiet. There wasn't really much noise coming in. You know, they're really bigging it up to be this kind of like big loud. Uh, golf tournament it's going to be completely different but I didn't really I didn't really get that feel when I was there um, you know I, and if I'm honest because I was there for work and I was taking pictures I, I didn't really even keep track of the leaderboard or what was going on because as I say I'm not really that keen on the whole concept but um works work so i had to take it <laughs> yeah no, of course and um you know I'm, I'm sure it was uh uh you know an interesting experience to see what they were doing but like you it doesn't float my boat i mean i'm not going to get you know obviously i talked about it like length, length at length of ben last week and i don't think uh, uh you know we need to keep repeating ourselves each week on the pod but there's all, all kinds of reasons uh why it's, it's it's not for me and um uh in answer to your question of not knowing who won and, and this is interesting actually because of course then we get to okay so and it's very early days with this um I, i'm of the view that um eventually these golfers potentially become uncompetitive because they're playing in a jolly where the money's on the table. There's no, there's no real pressure. It's three rounds, et cetera, et cetera, no cut. Um, but well, that happened straight away. Well, that it was one where I'm heading with this is it was won by Brandon Grace, uh, who also played pretty well in the previous one as well. So, so of course we start getting to asking ourselves questions. Okay. What does this mean for Grace's form? Because obviously if it means something for his form, he's, in the Open Championship, I believe, and um, he's um, uh, obviously a, a huge player on the Lynx track. So, uh, you, you, yeah, good you, point. You, you know, so 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 from that point of view, I will look to see his one. But I mean, I don't even I've no idea if they're giving any strokes gain data or anything like that. But beyond that, it's like okay, so he's won four million quid. Uh, that's going to um, uh, put him in a positive frame of mind, or he's won two yeah. million quid, and that, that's about it, really. So, uh, um, I, mean, I probably I probably would keep more of a track of it if if. Because, um, like you say, if if there's, if there's any crossover, it's good to know who's who's playing well yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. But it, it's just so difficult to to get the information as well. Yeah, yeah, like, no, I, I just want it to be easy. I just want to I just want to flick on my phone. I want to be flick it up. I don't want to get labelled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I just I just find it all a bit. Yeah. So I'm assuming actually, just to backtrack, I'm assuming Grace is in the open actually because I just sort of assume Grace gets in the open. But quite possibly, now that I think about it, quite possibly he's not in the open because his world ranking probably isn't where it needs to be, and he's not played any of the. 
DP World Tour events that he could potentially get on the qualifying. So, um, so actually, I'll backtrack on that. It's quite possible he's not in the open field, so uh, uh, mm. which would probably be um, um, quite quite nice from my point of view because it doesn't uh, uh, mean that I have to um, have that conversation with myself about him. So, uh, but um, <laughs> anyway, we move on. So uh, that was last week's news, and I think we're all in agreement that uh, whether Brandon Grace won four million, two million, three million, it's not competitive golf, and we're not really interested. So. Uh, um, good news for Brandon's bank manager, but that's about as far as it goes, as far as I'm concerned. So, um, yeah, let's move forward because obviously we're here now on the on the build up to um, you know arguably, arguably the biggest event of the year, of course, next week, the Open Championship, the 150th Absolutely. Open, uh, and um, we're in Scotland um, already this week for the Scottish Open, uh, logically, uh, and um, yeah. Uh, it's a fourth spin around uh, uh, the Renaissance um, Club. Uh, it's now been this will be the fourth year it's been used, and uh, yeah, it's um, uh, it's interesting. The course only opened in two thousand and eight. Uh, so it's not, um, you know, it's not like we're dealing with some um, historical links track, but of course it's, a, I guess, a faux links or whatever the phrase would be. It was um, designed to uh, uh, obviously um, feel like a links, try and play like a links, but it's uh, very, very man-made. Um, but uh, it does uh, feature sort of, uh, you know, your, your fescues and, uh, um, you know, th thicker rough, but um, uh, like all links, links type tracks uh it's uh, obviously weather dependent as how easy or how tough it plays so three editions we've had so far um i think um we've seen uh by this 11 total when it was played in October in 2020, the pandemic year. So that year, obviously, um, uh, or essentially the COVID shutdown year, uh, that wasn't uh, preceding the um, the Open Championships. There wasn't an Open Championship that year, obviously. So so it was played in October, slightly tougher conditions, and I think 11 under one that year. Um, yeah, but, I remember that there was a lot of there was a lot of rain and wind, yeah, wasn't there that there year? Was, and yeah. I think I think there was a. I can't remember if it was the AM or PM or the PM or an AM wave got a, quite a big advantage uh, yeah. in that tournament. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the other two years we've had, um, you know, sort of 20 odd under winning. Uh, par 71, but there are four par fives on it, uh, measuring just under 7,300 yards. Uh, so five par threes, which keeps it down to a par 71. Um, and um, I don't know if you've seen a weather forecast yet, Adam, but I believe we are looking at the possibility of, as you will expect, uh, wind playing its part. So I've seen sort of 30 miles an hour plus in the forecast across the four days. So um, that will maybe or hopefully keep the players on us so um um what, what are you looking for this week i mean i guess it's a bit obvious to say you're looking for for links form uh players who, who perform well on that type of track but i guess that's pretty pretty much it and um how much um, yeah. are you putting into sort of um uh you know not unless you go for big names the week before a major as well so uh, yeah what, what are your initial thoughts as it were so my initial thoughts were um so you mentioned the, the four par fives, uh, and I, I believe they're quite important holes to be scoring on. So um, I was looking for players that had good par five um, scoring this year or, or known for, for playing par fives well. Um, obviously, it's going to be a, a low scoring event, so you need to be hitting a lot of birdies. Um, doesn't seem like it's that difficult in terms of um, greens and regulation, I think have been quite high for the last few years. Yeah. even if you're not hitting the fairways so um yeah it's just got to be that good approach playing putting obviously yeah um but obviously this week it, it's such a strong field isn't it there's, yeah. there's some huge players that have come over to play in it yeah um so i was with some of my picks i just wanted people that were proven um 
players you know in in that sort of environment as well yeah. so that was something else that i was looking for yeah yeah well, and like you say scottish kind of that sort of area any history in terms of playing well um was high on my agenda yeah um what about, of course, one thing we haven't talked about yet is um, the Strategic Alliance. Uh, and, of course, what, what, what this is the first tournament that's a um, bit of a unique tournament in the fact that, uh, um, and this was obviously announced last year, even before the sort of live spectre was fully in our faces, although it was, uh, you know, still lurking last year, and I'm sure there was one eye on this. Uh, it's, um, it's the first event that, um, you know, regular tour event that's co-sanctioned on both uh, uh, the DP World Tour and the PGA Tour. So uh, we've got an added ingredient this this week, and this is why potentially you know sort of PJ Tour players who haven't yet got in the open uh, are over here because they can uh, of course still get valuable FedEx points, etc. Uh, and um, of course you know for, for DP World Tour players, uh, should should they win, uh, that will come with a PGA Tour exemption basically. So, uh, you, you know, there's a massive, uh, uh, you, you know, sort of uh, carrot being dangled there, you know, for sort of, um, uh, you, you know, a sort of rank, rank and file um, DP World Tour player who's sort of going off 100 to 1 this week or, or whatever, suddenly uh, pops up and has the week of their life, they, they find themselves with a PGA Tour card. So, uh, yeah, um, absolutely. And it's, it's little things like that can make a big difference, isn't it? Yeah. And, and if, if it means that little extra to those players, it can be that it can sometimes be the thing that either puts that too much pressure on them yeah, or yeah. It gets them over the line and gets them that win that maybe they've you know yeah like win, isn't it yeah so um Absolutely. and of course the flip side of the coin and we'll come and talk about this in a in a few minutes or you know later in the pod uh is we've got the second event uh the barbasol which is uh you know if you like the opposite field event uh uh but that is also a co-sanctioned event so there are some players uh who uh, aren't in the open and um you know decided to uh, uh or have got into that field maybe not got into this field who have headed over uh, uh stateside um again sort of rank and file dp world tour players who've got a start in the Barbasol and uh, again could have a life-changing week if they happen to uh, pop up and win so um I uh, couldn't believe how many uh, DP World Tour players were playing yeah, in the yeah. when I when I saw the list I I started doubt myself. I was like, "Am I looking at the right list here?" Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, mean, I mean, um, of course, we we may well see. I'll be keeping an eye on Rob Bolton's Twitter feed, the excellent Rob Bolton, for the next uh, 24, 48 hours, because I'm sure we may well see a few more withdrawals and what have you in in, in both events. Well, certainly the bars. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but um, yeah, there's an added ingredient there, and uh, of course. Um, uh, we've got another one of these next week as well, the Barracuda. So uh, that's an opposite field event. So I suspect some of these DP uh, World Tour players who have headed over uh, will be getting a two weeks to, you know, playing in the Barracuda next mm. week as well. So uh, that's, um, yeah, something to bear in mind for, for, for next week. Um, although, of course, our eyes will be more on St. Andrews next week. Uh, Looking at the history of this event, and we've only really got three, well, obviously we've got long-term history of the event as a whole, we've only got three years on this track. Uh, but again, and I always bring this up um, when we get to majors uh, the week before, uh, if you look at, uh, and I've got this in my preview, uh, uh, which uh, I sort of post this table every major, have done about the last two years, uh, you look at the winners the week before a major, and, um, uh, you know, focusing obviously more from the PGA Tour side of things. Uh, and um, with the exception of Rory winning twice in Canada uh, and uh, back when the um, WGC used to be paid, played the week before the PGA, when the PGA used to be in August, uh, we've got a fairly sort of 
motley crew of winners uh, over the recent years on on the PGA Tour the week before. And uh, uh, and then if you look at um, obviously the last uh, uh, couple of years where this has preceded the Open Championship, uh, we saw Min, Min Woo Lee winning um, uh, last year. Uh, but Wiesberger is obviously a quality player, but he's not in that very top of the you know top 10 top 20 in the world player so um so again that that pattern sort of has, has followed and i suspect both of us are looking down that sort of thinking again this week you know so um uh we do have the top 10 yeah. we, we do sorry i was gonna say we do have the nine of the top 10 in the world here um and um ram thomas and scheffler head up the betting um xander um shortly behind or fraction behind them but uh if you were gonna sorry adam i busted there but if you were gonna look at any of these top guys or any are there any appeal to you at all on the odds um that stood out to you uh, I think Sam Byrne to me was was probably the one that stuck out for me, uh, yeah. just because I like the fact that he's he's great on par fives. He's a big hitter. He's a he can be a fantastic putter. Um, so he could go around this track and score score very well. Um, yeah. He played here last year as well, so he has that yeah. experience. He now has a, you know that better course knowledge. Um, so yeah, I think Sam Burns. I think it was around thirty to one. Was was probably the one that stuck out for me at the top. Yeah, no, I, I I'd go with that. Um, I mean, he was he was eighteenth here last year, wasn't he? So uh, but, yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, Stop. I think you know, and you look at sort of the pictures that came up online of. Uh, Justin Thomas and Spieth and what have you enjoying their time in Ireland and uh, obviously a lot of these guys are in um, uh, over in Ireland for the um, uh, the McManus Pro Am that's going on at the moment being on, on the sky today and um, I believe there's a second day of it tomorrow so they're only going to get over to Scotland I guess tomorrow evening uh, you know one look at the track on Wednesday and out they go on um, Thursday morning so uh, so um, yeah you, uh, you have to think that some of these guys will be sort of playing their way in this week and just uh, continuing their sort of links links warm up if you like to, to peak peak next week so um yeah i'm i'm i'm, um, I'm with you there burns is one that uh, uh, i like the look of um Dalatoris possibly as well um he, he's obviously uh, someone who's still uh, looking for a win of course and uh, any win would be a good win but uh, what what are you expecting out of fits this week do you think it'll just be a case of dusting the cobwebs off after the us open well i i was is he playing in the um, Pro-Am at the moment? I don't think he's in oh, the right. Pro-Am. Oh, maybe he is. I don't know. I'm going to pull up the Pro-Am leaderboard. But I didn't see him. Let's pull another one. I didn't see him on the Pro-Am leaderboard. That's not to say he's not playing, but let's uh, let's pull that up. If it isn't him, it's his brother. I didn't I didn't, I didn't. didn't have a close enough look, but uh, there was definitely a Fitzpatrick down the, down the bottom maybe, of the leaderboard. Yeah, right, was... Maybe he's playing. Yeah, sorry. I didn't. Uh, so he looks at the top part of the leaderboard. So, uh, yeah. Because um, uh, I've not um, really been watching it closely on the telly. So let's have a look. So if he is getting off that rust, then he's... Uh, uh, he's he is getting off that rust. You're right. Six over. Sorry, my mistake. <laughs> he's, he's, he's down there in the six overs alongside Paul McGinley and Jamie Donaldson. So, uh, yeah. That's incredible, um, isn't it? But um, And um, Tigers uh, shot five over. Uh, did you see Jordan Spieth? got disqualified by the way so uh, have I to get disqualified in a pro-am yeah so uh, do we know why uh, i think he picked i read just before we came on air he picked the ball up inadvertently when before um uh you know one of the <laughs> parts was still to play out or something he didn't mark or something like that so uh, but can oh, he wow. carried on playing it'll be his card doesn't count now as it were so yeah. um but um 
Yeah, uh, yeah. At the time of um, time of recording, we got uh, Xander on eight under, uh, Ricky Fowler, who um, I will be talking about as we go forward. So that's interesting. Uh, shoots ah. five under sixty seven. Um, so I'm quite happy to see that. And uh, then Tyrrell Hatton on four under. But um, so yeah, so you're not expecting even you're expecting even less out of Fitz after he's uh, um, uh, shot uh, six over today. I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, when I when I saw that, I was kind of like, oh, it's it's maybe not the comeback that he was expecting because yeah. uh, he was. It, it sounded like he was really looking forward to the Open, and you know, the world was his oyster sort of thing. But uh, yeah, I hope he's getting off the rust yeah, in the next couple well. of days, and he'll yeah, he'll, he'll come back at the Open next week. You know, all guns blazing. Yeah, I'm sure there's been a lot of sort of back slapping and congratulatory pugs and stuff going on today. And uh, uh, as you say, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's good that he had an event like this to get all that out of the way and get back down to the serious business next week. But um, yeah, okay. So before we roll into uh, um, picks, um, I'm going to pick my first song for the week. As regular listeners will know that uh, uh, we put a playlist out, which you can listen to on Spotify afterwards, um, of uh, some great tunes, which uh, uh, obviously link in somewhere or another to, uh, to the event uh or the players picked and uh, i think there's been a, basically a big scottish theme going through this week and uh i've just picked uh from minor things picked a bunch of um uh what i think are the best uh, scottish bands out there so uh, uh i'm going to start off uh dave tyndall if he's listening will be delighted with this i'm going to start off with some teenage fan club um if you get to what listen to one new album over the next uh uh next few weeks um adam then uh listen to grand prix by a teenage fan club uh it is um yeah it's a faultless album uh it's um it's not just me who says that it's uh reckon you know, it gets voted in the sort of top 500 albums of all time and all this kind of stuff um it is yeah sublime album and uh uh it was released in 1995 uh and um i'm could have chosen any track off the album to be honest but i'm gonna go with the track um neil young um so uh i need dave tyndall to tell me what it's all about actually because i don't know what the um um spelling of j-u-n-g neil young is about but um yeah um anyway first track uh teenage fan club neil young from the um 1995 grand prix album so let's get into the picks and um yeah, um, I'm going to let you roll the dice first, uh, Adam, because I think you've gone for a couple more than me this this week. So I'll let you roll out your first picks first. So um, give us um, give us your first your headline selection, if you like. Who are you looking at? Yeah, so my so actually, I, looking at 2021 results, my picks were quite heavily um, influenced by them. One one because I just felt like the DP World Tour players uh, generally their prices were just seemed so much better value for money than than a lot of the PGA players that that were listed um but in 2021 we had we still had Thomas Ra McElroy Scheffler Burns Horschel Zander all playing over here mm. uh, and yet in the top 4 only one was a PGA regular uh and that was Fitzpatrick yeah so um all my picks this week are well Barring the first one, you could argue, because he has been playing on the PJ Tour quite recently. But uh, Herbert is my first pick. So I grabbed him at 100 to 1 early on wow. in the day, wow. um, which I thought was incredible value for money. Yeah. I didn't expect anything like that to come up, um, just because his record in this tournament is fantastic. I yeah. mean, he, he finished tied fourth here last year, tied fourth the year before. And even in 2019, when he finished 62nd, he opened up with rounds of 67 and 66. 
so he clearly loves this course uh, and, and the test it presents. He's first in par five scoring this year. Uh, if you look at the DP World Tour uh, stats, mm. uh, which I think is going to be important this week, uh, he's obviously coming into some excellent form. So last week, I'd love to see that he played well last week. That was exactly mm. what I needed. And that's exactly why I didn't think he'd be 101. Yeah. Because uh, he finished ninth last week, obviously. Uh, yeah. And um, form from the Irish Open coming into this has been really important to the winners for the, lo- yeah. the last two years. I think Aaron, uh, Aaron Rye and um am i right in saying you are right in saying yeah aaron rye and um uh minwoo lee not um sorry not minwoo lee uh the winner before let me get this right uh wiesberger um wiesberger. Both, uh, yeah they both finished second didn't yeah, they yeah, in the yeah, irish yeah, open yeah yeah, yeah that, that's right so it, it has yeah it has been um a a big thing that form coming in so yeah yeah there's a lot to love about herbert yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously he had that major uh 13th in the pga recently as well so that's gonna yeah. be a massive confidence booster for him yeah um and he's also since since last year he's won on the pga tour as well so um yeah he's he's, he's just a player that seems to be improving and yeah. the fact that he absolutely loves this place, I thought was that was just great value for money. Yeah, well, I, I mean, um, I must admit, I didn't even see the hundreds. But uh, to show that uh, listeners, we haven't compared picks beforehand. Um, I was un- I hadn't studied Adam's picks because I like it's nice to sort of go in sometimes and just uh, uh, you, you know give each other um, uh, the pointers as to who you, you've gone on, as it were. And uh, um, I'm um, also on um, Herbert as well. So uh, so you've just saved me the job <laughs> of making my case uh so yeah i mean just uh, you know in addition and just one thing he's obviously had a couple of fours but uh fourth place finishes uh obviously the second and um you know it's uh uh all, 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 all sort of uh ni- nice to have um uh guys there's obviously something about the name herbert or Hebert because it was benjamin Hebert who was second in 2019 uh and um obviously um lucas uh has been um fourth the last two times times out here but uh like like you say he loves the track uh he's um he's played brilliantly in ireland obviously he got his win in ireland last year uh he got his win um um uh, at bermuda uh last fall which is another massive pointer towards uh links form. i don't know do you, do you remember watching that bermuda event the pins were blowing sideways and howling gale and what have you and uh uh on that That's, final yeah. day yeah, yeah so absolutely so. and he, he he likes tough conditions doesn't he because i've got he, a feeling his previous win was in tough conditions as well yeah well he, he won uh he won out in Dubai and obviously Dubai is always a good pointer to sort of um yeah uh you, you know sort of link links uh crossover events so uh That's so right. um yeah there's an awful lot to like about it. and if I'd seen 100 to 1 this morning I'd have been leaping all over that to be honest I was more than happy with uh uh, the price I got on that and put him up at, which was sixty-six to one, and I've got a feeling that might have been nibbled at since. Yeah, the, the sixty-six to one for eight places is now gone, and it's um, uh, sixty to one for the eight places. So you, you've done done very well. Um, uh, get, getting yeah, that mine was mine were five places. Was five but, places with three uh, yeah. sixty-five. Yeah. 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 So, which is you know you pay your money you take your chances it were so but i was happy with the 66 to one for eight eight places uh and like you say he's been ticking over very nicely in the states um obviously uh he was seventh at uh bay hill earlier this year as well uh but mm. um yeah now he comes here he's he's, he's picked it up again in ireland last week and uh, yeah to, to me he was a no-brainer even at 66s so certainly at hundreds um yeah i'm 
um, with, with with you 100% on that. So uh, do you want to bear, bear in mind, I think, as I say, you've got a couple more than me. Do you want to give us your, uh, your second selection as well then while, while we're rolling through? Yeah, so my... The others are quite big odds, actually. Um, so, what what have you got, Martin? Have you got have you got one at the lower end? Uh, well, I've got um, I've got another one that um, uh, the um, uh, similar sort of price as to um, Herbert. So, uh, yeah, I'll um, I'll tell you a little bit about Aaron Rye, who is my second selection. Uh, and again, I mean, it's very much my first two. I mean, basically, I've gone with four in this event. Um, uh, I've tried to keep a little bit of um, my my powder for uh, uh, the barber soul, as it were, for the week. But um, uh, I, with my first two picks, it was very much right there in front of you, horses for courses, you know, course form, current form, etc. And, and uh, you know, Herbert's obviously a perfect example of that. But um, uh, Aaron Rye uh, really touched on a couple of times. He won here uh, back in... Um, uh, 2020. Uh, he won the event in tougher conditions. So in the October edition, uh, 11 under total, I believe it was. And uh, as you already mentioned, the wind blew that week. So uh, the rain came down. So we know he can play in the tougher conditions. Uh, of course, he's a regular on the PGA Tour now. Uh, and um, he has been ticking over pretty nicely on, on the PGA Tour this season. He, he's yet to uh, uh, win or look like winning, obviously. But um, he, he's, he's comfortably in the top... Uh, uh, top 100 in the FedEx Cup standings and uh, he's posting regular high sort of, top, you know, top 20, top 25s. Uh, and um, yeah, he, he's just ticking along very nicely. Uh, and um, what he's not though yet is he's not in the open. Uh, he came over, uh, I don't know if you saw this story, but um, after a decent finish at the Travellers, uh, he hot-footed over for uh, the final qualifying for the Open, uh, uh, only to, um, you know, having sort of got, you know, an overnight plane, taxis, trains, whatever. Uh, and um, he got there and um, he ended up losing out in a, um, uh, a playoff. Uh, at the end of the day, having, uh, you know, got a tie for the, for the last place, he, he lost out in a playoff. So, so he didn't Ouch. get in the Open that way. Um, they don't have an alternate list through um uh through the um the qualifying uh events uh in, in that way it goes on world ranking so he's not on an alternate list or anything like that um through that anyway and then um he played island last week uh finished ninth i believe um uh, which uh, again he just missed out on a spot for the open so uh so he's on a mission this week i'm sure to get in the open and uh, he played very very nicely last week uh he was a little bit disappointing maybe on sunday with his um uh off the tee game which is uh, normally his um strength but the first few days he was certainly uh, uh the first three days he was certainly striping it off the tee very high up on the accuracy so um yeah i just um again i thought um 70 to 1 which was what i got earlier and i think he's been uh, reasonably well supported for as i say for all the obvious reasons in front of you uh i thought 70 to 1 was more than fair uh and um yeah i was um happy to go with him so uh, I, I thought again he's a really rock solid each way each way pick and uh, obviously if you're only picking four players and you know you've got a couple of rock solid ones you think at uh, 66 or 70s then, then then you're ahead if one of them come, comes in in a place so so Aaron Rye is my second selection uh, and I'm going to throw my second musical song before I throw the picks back to you Adam and my second musical pick uh, another Scottish band uh, I'm going with the Beta Band uh, 
sort of psychedelic you as a bit of a Folds fan um might might quite like this uh, uh if you're not familiar with the beta band they, they sort oh, of okay. um, uh they're um they've got a bit of a dance element to them which i know is more your your sort of thing uh but um this was from their 1997 uh debut ep uh this is a song called dry the rain which is arguably their most well-known song uh it's a, a six minute gem um well worth a listen uh the beta band and dry the rain um and Another cracking Scottish band. So, yeah. Um, back to you. Let's uh, let's roll. I think we're all into the long shots now, and I've only got two left. So, you yeah. roll out a couple of yours, and um, yeah, let me know who, who you're going with. So, we'll go with uh, Eduardo Molinari, 150 to one. Got ten places on that. Um, that is based around his recent form plus his Scottish form as well. So, yeah. uh, he's won twice mm. on a DP World Tour, uh, both in Scotland uh actually won this title i believe yeah. albeit a few years ago and at a different course yeah but he um he's also got a, a a seventh in the open as well so he this is his sort of golf he loves this sort of golf uh last year he finished here 18th and he had absolutely no form coming into this yeah. uh quite a few missed cuts uh this time around his form reads sixth 36 ninth 37th 5th 22nd 21st 24th so he's in much much better form coming into this uh so they were my main reasons he's driving the ball well and consistently his approach play has been really solid recently uh and most importantly at the beginning of the year his putting went completely like mm. all over the place uh but he, he seems to have turned that around in the, in the last month or two so um Eduardo Monolari, I think it's good value for money, 150 to one. Okay. Um, give, give us your first tune and then give us another pick. Oh, you want my first tune? Yeah, let's go one of your tunes. I've been um, throwing all this Scottish indie stuff at you. Give, give us uh, uh, what, what do you got right. for Right. I have got um, – I've linked this in really well, even if I do say so myself. So <laughs> <laughs> had a little search last night. See if I could see if I could find a, a band and a song that linked both uh, the Barber Soul and um, the uh, the Scottish Open, and I managed to find a band called Cage the Elephant, who yeah. are from Kentucky. Yeah. So they they hailed from Kentucky. I think they moved over here in 2008 to London, yeah. uh, and they, they've done a song called Aberdeen. So I hadn't heard it until last night. I had a little listen, and actually really enjoyed it. Reminded yeah. me of some of the, uh, the the kind of bands I used to listen to back in the the noughties. Yeah, so, well, yeah, I'm not, good uh, they're not a band I know really well, but I believe they're, uh, as the phrase goes, big in the states. Um, but um, yeah, they. The, and I actually, um, God, what was it? I was watching a show. Uh, and it's going to drive me bonkers now. I was watching a show on. Um, I don't. Do you, I don't. Do you do this? But I do this. I'm watching a show uh, on. Uh, you know, it's Netflix or whatever. Uh, and there's a tune that plays out an episode, uh, and I'm like, "What's that song? I really love that song." So then I sort of Google it and go on Tune Finder and all that kind of stuff. And I'll get Shazam, uh, yeah, I get Shazam out of my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, there's um, there was a song. This is going to drive me mad for the rest of the pod now. Uh, there was a song, an episode of something I was watching uh, a couple of weeks ago, which um, I thought was really good. And when I checked out what it was, it was by Casey Elephant. And hopefully between now and the end of this ah. pod, I'll remember what it was. But um, uh, yeah, but uh, it's uh, I don't know this song of theirs, but um, they're a decent band, so uh, I look forward to listening to it. So um, yeah. 
And your next pick is? My next pick is Victor Perez. Okay, yeah. Again, I could not believe I got... So 200 to 1, um, yeah. first thing this morning. I think he's still available. Is he still available? Oh, no, that might be... Let me just, let me just I'll, double I'll check. check. I don't know what he is now. Yeah, I'll, he's I'll probably top you, down. Yeah, I'll check it. Yeah, so... Um, one two five. Sorry to interrupt. One two five. Uh, I've, okay, I've got yeah. a feeling Ben's put him up. Ben Coley. Um, so I glanced his preview before I came oh, on. Well, that he's, about, yeah, so, so he's, a, he's a sea of blue now. One two fives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So Perez two hundred to one. Um, he's actually one hundred twenty-five to one for the Open next week. Right. So okay. the fact that he's two hundred to one for this just seemed ludicrous to me. So yeah. obviously jumped on that straight away. Um, he actually lives in Scotland, so yeah. he, he moved to Scotland a few years ago with his missus. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Dundee that he lives. So super familiar with the area, the weather, yeah. the conditions, how the courses play. Yeah. Um, and he showed this by he won one of the other big Scottish uh, championships in the Del- Alfred Dunhill Links in 2019. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think with this year's Open being played at the same course as mm. the one he won at. Mm. You'd have to think that he is eyeing this open as a, as an amazing opportunity for him to win mm. um, a major. So you'd think that maybe his calendar, his schedule has been all built around peaking yeah. at, at this sort of time. These next mm. few weeks are going to be when he's hopefully going to be playing his best mm. golf. So um, I think that can all only be positive. He was tied 14th here in 2020. Um and he wasn't playing as well then. He wasn't in as good form as he is now. Obviously, he got that victory a few, what was it, four or five weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. Um, so second victory on the, on the DP World Tour. Um, and he has also showed that he can mix it with the big boys as well. Cool. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he had a really good match play. I think it was last year, and he mm. come fourth in that. Uh, and he's also achieved another fourth in in a, in a WGC in the HSBC of Champions in, t- in 2019 yeah. as well. So yeah. he's not afraid to mix it with the big boys. Obviously, he'll over here this week. Um, yeah, so 200 to one, fantastic value. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, obviously, 200 to one is a tremendous price, and uh, I must admit, he um, was someone who was very much on my radar as well. And, and you look, you, even looking at his price now, 125 to one, uh, and you compare that to say, um, I don't know Jordan Smith, uh, who's 110 to one or hundreds uh, just above him, uh, or you know Luke List, who is obviously a quality player, um, but um, uh, you know, do we think necessarily he's going to be at home in these conditions, and uh, he's at the same price? 125 so uh yeah and then you got um i don't know brian Harmon's at half the odds 66 or something obviously again a strong player and um not yeah can't, can't perform no, well here. So, so yeah he, he does his price does stick out and uh obviously um uh, ben must have thought that as well to put him up so so yeah, yeah. he's perfectly log- logical i mean that this that the um uh, the story of his golf girlfriend, sort of, you know, I think she's like a dentist or a teacher or something for the you know the local area and what have you, and that's why he's moved there. And uh, yeah, that's obviously quite a well documented story that came out when he was, uh, as you say, performing well and winning in Scotland a couple of years yeah. or so ago. So, yeah. um, but sometimes people forget those sort of things. The layers might forget it, and um, yeah, he's just gone off the ball the last two or three weeks, hasn't he? Since he's he's sort of a little purple patch, and uh, yeah, yeah. Like, like you say, he'll have, he'll have he'll have probably gone off the boil to sort of recharge the batteries and to be coming again strong for this uh, this fortnight. So um, yeah, I'm yeah, hoping so. And he, even even 125 to one, if if that was if you presented me with that 
that price now, I'd probably still take that. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah. it, it's one of those, if he comes in on Sunday, uh, everyone will be saying, or even if he places, you know, it'll be like, Victor Perez, 125, 150 to one. What on earth, you know, how come that price was so so big? So, um, mm. yeah, I, I might uh, I might actually uh, add a nibble on him myself still at 125 So because uh, I still think that's a decent price. So, uh, yeah. Um, musically, uh, I'm going to now uh, uh, roll my next song out. And uh, I'd imagine that, because uh, I know you like to sort of cross over with your dance music as much as your guitar music. Are you a Primal Scream fan, um, Adam? Um, um, yeah, I do like a bit of Primal Scream, actually. Yeah, well, um, forget about the Primal Scream that you like, because uh, uh, <laughs> most people like, um, obviously, go for sort of, um, you know, loaded and come together and all that kind of stuff from, uh, yeah. uh, obviously, the Screamadelica era, which is their iconic stuff. Uh, but long before that, Primal Scream were a jingly jangly indie band uh, before they um, suddenly fell in love with dance music and um, uh, sort of um, meshed the whole thing together for uh, obviously um, the historical success that they got with it. Um, but um, back in the late 80s, they just played jangly pop songs and no one will ever tell me anything other than the fact that, um, uh, or have me believe anything on the fact that Velocity Girl, uh, which is... Um, uh, all of one and a half minutes long uh, and uh, was their B-side to uh, their second ever single but went on to become a bit of a cult classic of theirs, isn't their best tune. Way better than all that loaded nonsense and what have you. So, uh, <laughs> um, so again, when you listen to the playlist, have a listen to this. Uh, it is um, 90 seconds of perfect pop. Uh, it's absolutely brilliant. Obviously, they're Scottish, which is why they're in. So it's Primal Scream and Velocity Girl going back to uh, 1986. Uh, and um, yeah, long before they'd even heard of um, Creation Records or any of uh, what was to follow. So, um, so that's my um, uh, next musical pick. Uh, and my next uh, golfing pick uh, is um, someone who I touched on earlier on um, is um, Ricky Fowler. Uh, and um, yeah, I, I mean, what's to be said that's not been said about Ricky Fowler over the last couple of years. He's, we know he's lost his way, lost his game, you know, um, been scratching around trying to find his swing again. Um, talk that he'll defect to live because that's just the easy money for him now because, um, you know, he's on the verge of sort of struggling to keep his card. Um, but all credit to him he's he's um uh been grinding away trying to trying to find it and every now and again you know over the last 18 months or so or a couple of years he, he has he has found it um he found it at kiwara island last year which is obviously reasonably significant for this week um as another sort of windy coastal uh uh, event uh, to finish top 10. Um, he did have a, actually have a top five, for what it's worth, in the CJ Cup last fall. Um, he's made three of his last four cuts. Um, so, you know, he, he's grinding away. But, I mean, there's nothing there, really, that um, would make him leap off the page. But, um, of course, we know Ricky Fowler loves Lynx golf. Uh, and Ricky Fowler, at his best, um, is, um, you know, was an Open champion waiting to happen. Um, he, he's a former Scottish Open champion, obviously. Uh, and he just loves this kind of, um, uh, you, you know, test. Um, uh, he's uh, He's got a fantastic um, uh, game in the wind. Um, uh, he's got a great short game historically. Uh, and um, I just took a view that... He, he's been grinding away week in, week out, stateside, obviously on the PGA Tour, trying to make it click. Uh, and I just thought um, a trip overseas to the type of golf that is a lot more 
creative, shall we say, and he's playing golf, not golf swing, which is obviously a lot of what he's been doing, trying to find his swing back in the States, might just help him find something. And uh, uh, he's been on the uh, Jolly Boys outing over in Ireland with um, uh, JT and uh, Spieth, uh, downing a few Guinnesses and um, playing a bit of golf for the last, uh, uh, last couple of days. Uh, he's not in the Open Championship, so he, he needs to basically produce um, this week if he's going to get in. Otherwise, he'll be going home while the others go on to play the Open. Uh, I believe mm. he's 123rd in the FedEx Cup standing, so FedEx Cup points are still massively important for him. Uh, and I just took a punt. This might just bring the shackles off him, as it were, and, and a return to this type of golf um, uh, might just get him to play with a bit of freedom again. And uh, if, if Ricky Fowler suddenly does play with a bit of freedom in this kind of test, then 150 to 1 is going to suddenly look very big. Uh, it was a hunch more than anything, um, but I am pleased to see that uh, um, again, obviously can't read too much into it because it's a pro-am, but um, uh, he sat second uh, after day one in the uh, McManus pro-am. He shot five under, so um, uh, he's obviously um, hitting the ball nicely over there, so I'm not going to argue with that. I'd rather he was five under than six over like Matt Fitzpatrick. <laughs> so um, yeah, I just, uh, I just, I'm not ready to give up on Ricky Fowler yet. I had him actually in my six to follow at the beginning of the year because I thought he would come back this year and, and turn the corner and get back in the winners' enclosure. So I'm not giving up on him yet, and I just think this could just, you know, be a catalyst trip overseas. Just change of scenery, um, uh, a type of golf he's always absolutely loved and is, is you know, 100% at home in. Uh, I just thought it might um, might just be a catalyst to him producing a big week. So um, happy to roll the dice, uh, take a pump, whatever the phrase is, um, 150 to 1 on, on Ricky Fowler. So, um, yeah, back back to you, Adam, back to you. What, what, any thought? Any thoughts on Ricky before you tell us your next man? Is he? Um, have you given up on him yet or are you still with him? Oh, I, I, I am still with him because I really want Ricky Fowler to turn it back around again. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Uh, I think he brings a lot to the PGA and obviously at his best, he was an absolutely class player. So um, I'm really hoping that he does turn it around. Good signs, obviously, with that pro-am and, and how he started. So uh, let's see if he can continue that in the Scottish Open. But you're absolutely right. It's, it's exactly his type of game. And I like your uh, your way of thinking in terms of like change of scenery might, might bring out something different. So. Yeah, that was fingers crossed. Great. Fingers crossed, as you say. Yeah. Uh, back to you, next man. Yeah, so uh, Tristan Lawrence from South Africa. Yeah. Next one. Yeah. So 200 to 1, 10 places. I think he is available about 250 to 1 with less places. Um, but I jumped on with the 10. And um, it's mainly based around what I was talking about earlier on, so par five scoring. He ranked sixth this year uh, on the DP World Tour stats. So um, love that. He's, he, 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 uh, he's solid around the green. Uh, but the main thing for me was his third last week. So yeah. uh, obviously we talked about the past. Yeah. Some of the winners have, have carried that form into mm. the Scottish Open. Uh, and there seems to be some kind of uh, correlating course form as well from Mount Juliet. So um, the fact he finished third last week and played so well, 
he drove the ball really well last week. Uh, he was great around the green. His putting was good. Uh, actually, interestingly, his approach play was what let him down last week. Even though he finished third, he was in negative uh, numbers for approach mm. play. But um, his approach play has been pretty good recently. So in the Porsche European Open, um, he, it, it was really good. Uh, the Betfred British British Masters, um, his his approach play was excellent. So um, he just needs to kind of put it all together and he could be a, a lively outsider. Yeah, uh, and I'm sure um, he will be looking on enviously at his uh, uh, fellow uh, fellow countrymen who are carving up all the money over on the, over on the live circuit. So, hundred uh, uh, percent. Yeah. yeah. So uh, um, maybe he's hoping Brandon or uh, Charles will buy him a drink when he next season. So. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I can see again. I mean, there's a lot of. I suppose it depends how you view this event because, uh, of course, the quality is at the top of the uh, the betting market, and uh, uh, you know if this was if this was being put Played on uh, US soil, you know, we'd be all over the sort of um, the Schefflers and the JTs and the Zanders and uh, uh, and what have you. But um, I guess when you factor in, of course, it's the week before a major, and uh, uh, some of these guys, as we said at the beginning, will be looking to peak next week. And that, uh, uh, whilst of course class travels, uh, you know, the likes of Lawrence are, are going to be sort of um, comfortable on the back of their performance last week and comfortable in these conditions. Um, exactly. You, you know, it, it's um, it, it's worth the roll of the dice isn't it so uh, uh yeah definitely uh, i mean you had jack senior finished 10th last year um yeah. pavon finished 12th last year you know yeah. you've, you've got some players there that i mean i don't know what prices they would have been before they went off but they yeah. would have been a, you know around a similar sort of price yeah um and yeah just that performance last week is par five scoring uh yeah could go very well yeah, I, I looked, I mean, for similar sort of lines around a similar price, I, I looked at, um, um, or, you know, based performance last week, I looked at Catlin quite closely, actually, John John Catlin, because uh, yeah. he obviously went really well last week, but um, in the end, I decided on someone else for my final pick. But um, um, how, many, how, how many have you got left? Have you got one or two left in? Um, uh, uh, we'll go, so I've got two left. Um, so just uh, give us one more then. And, um, yeah, so Veerman was my next one. Yeah. I don't know what price he is now, but I, I grabbed him earlier on at 200 to 1 with 10 places. It's yeah. probably dropped a bit, but he was on much. my ra- He was on my radar as well, actually. So, yeah, we seem yeah. to be very, very much in the same line. 175 so. to 1 now, I think, with okay. 8 places available, which is still yeah. fantastic value, I think, and I, yeah. I'd still be taking that. Um, so, main reasons, form is really good coming into this. So, he's he's coming into four is his previous three starts 24th 18th and uh then 10th or have yeah. i read that the right around was he yeah um he's in good form he, anyway he played well last week didn't he um he played well last week so he double bogeyed the 18th last yeah, week which right. dropped him down a few places yeah. but actually yeah he's been in really good form coming into this so trending really nicely um and he had a really good he, he, he finished eighth here last year so yeah. Um, you know he, that ticks that box. He's played the course. We know he plays it well. Mm. Uh, he's secured his first win on the DP World Tour since then at the Czech Masters. Um, so he's he's already got that monkey off his back, uh, and he's got a decent amount of accuracy and distance off the tee as well, um, which could help with. I think there's a drivable par four, isn't there, this week? Yeah. Along with the four par fives, yeah. so there's just a lot to like about Fiamin, and I, he, he's got a touch of class when he turns it on. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of these guys you're talking about, I mean, as so I looked, uh, obviously, Perez, uh, Perez was on a lot of people's radars, um, uh, and Veerman was definitely on my, on my, on my radar. So I, I can see, you see exactly where you're coming from, and certainly at the old spakes, uh, uh, makes perfect sense. Um, so before we get into our uh, final picks then um, for for um, Scotland, uh, I'm going to throw another tune in, and I'm sticking with my Scottish um belters uh i'm uh, going with the uh jesus and mary chain uh and um they uh of course um uh came uh, came on the scene uh again back in the uh, late 80s with um their classic debut album psycho candy uh and uh this is from that album uh just like honey uh again if you're not familiar with the jesus and mary chain adam um go and check it you're gonna love this playlist promise me um, uh, <laughs> you're gonna love it so give it give it a listen back afterwards and uh, i'll wait i'll await your tweets over the next couple of days to say how much uh, uh how much you enjoyed this playlist because uh there's, oh, well, okay. there's some absolute crackers on there that's not including the two you picked which are obviously absolute crackers as well so um so that's um uh that's uh, another musical pick from me uh just like honey by the jesus and mary chain uh and my last pick for the event is another sort of um shall we say roll of the dice hunch selection uh and um i'm going with wyndham clark uh now i'll readily admit wyndham clark is a player that um as someone you know sort of focused obviously strongly on the pga tour uh of course i've got a close close eye on stateside so there could be a little bit of stateside bias there but um i um have thought all along that Wyndham Clark would be perfectly suited uh, to um, Lynx Golf. I've been waiting for him to get over to it, to be honest, because uh, all the pointers are that it, he'll be his type of um, uh, type of test. Uh, he's um, uh, performed well on um, the kind of tracks that you're looking for. He's uh, obviously got two really big finishes at the Honda. Uh, the Honda's been over the years, over and over again, a pointer to... Um, uh, a big open championship performance so you know even people like Todd Hamilton won won the Honda and then went and won the open championship so uh, if you want to know the winners of the uh, open you look at the winner of the Honda over the years uh, to a certain extent uh, and um, uh, he's also got a runner-up in Bermuda which we've already talked about linking well to uh, um, to here uh, with um, Herbert earlier on uh, but um, in, in addition to that, um, he, he's got a silky smooth putting touch, uh, hits the ball a country mile. So uh, anywhere where there's four par fives, um, he's the type of player that, uh, uh, you know, can can thrive. Uh, and um, he, he travels well as well in that um, he did go over to Korea for the CJ Cup back in 2019 and finished uh, finished eighth there. So it's not like he's one of these Americans who, you know, hasn't got a passport or, or whatever. So, um, so, so from that point of view, he, he's just someone I thought uh, would love um uh would love the test of links golf and of course he's into the open championship as a result of his finish in canada uh so uh, that's of course the other thing is his forms picked up a little bit of late uh he was um seventh in canada that got him in uh next week uh and then he's played solidly since um he, he played pretty nicely at the travelers last time out so um yeah um i i just think 
Wyndham Clark will be relishing this. And uh, uh, I, I sort of found it interesting that um, I think um, Ryan Palmer finished uh, high up in this last year, I think I'm right in saying. Um, uh, yeah, he did. And um, I see them as sort of quite similar types of players. And I think Ryan Palmer's got a decent record at the Honda. He's he's not these Americans who belts it a long way and uh, uh, off the tee and has a silky smooth putting touch. So uh, um, I, I see sort of quite a few similarities to um uh to their styles and um that encouraged me and um i thought well if palmer can top five here then there's no reason why Wyndham clark can't and uh, <laughs> uh at 250 to one um he was um well worth a look uh for eight places obviously there's um uh 10 places available if you if you take take shorter odds so uh so Wyndham clark is my final roll of the dice here and um i'm looking forward to a really solid fortnight from Wyndham Clark. I'm not saying he's going to win the Oprah or anything, but, um, um, you know, he's someone who may well be good for sort of top 40 or top 30 bets next week. And um, as I say, I can see a big shame from, from him this week. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's an interesting one, that one. No, yeah. Never really entered my thinking, but, you know, you going through all of those uh, those positives, uh, it, it sounds good. I mean, one of his one of his things is his driving accuracy is, is terrible, isn't it? Yeah, but there's a bit yeah, more room, isn't there? It, yeah, it's not so key here, is it? So, it's, yeah. it's not going to be key here. And actually, yeah. that, that, you know, that distance off the tees could really help him. And he, yeah, he's yeah. also very good around the green, isn't he? Yeah, as well. no, so yeah, if, yeah, if that his... wind does pick up, um, he won't have any problems if he's if he's getting blown offline as well. So yeah, uh, well he's I mean obviously yeah. I think he lives in uh, Vegas now, uh, which will link nicely into my next song uh, in a minute. Uh, he's um, I think he's based in Vegas. I won't swear to that, but he was brought up in um, Colorado, and uh, you know he's get his share of wind in Colorado. So yeah, um, so uh, he's going to be used to playing playing in the wind. And um, yeah, yeah, I, I um, as I say, I just he's someone I've been waiting to get on this type of track uh he's a player um i actually backed him at the cj cup uh when he went over to to korea and uh and finished eighth and uh uh he's, he's a type of player if he's on the right type of course which four par fives is certainly a good starting point but um uh yeah. you know he's um uh yeah he he, he he can catch fire and um i just thought he was worth, worth chancing here so uh and like um it. My last track, and you'll like this one then with the Wyndham Clark. Um, you, I don't know if you've ever heard of a band called Glass Vegas. Uh, they're a Scottish band, so Las Vegas with a G at the beginning, basically. So Clark, <laughs> the Vegas, uh, a Vegas guy. You've got the Vegas angle there, but they're uh, called Glass Vegas. And they're an interesting band, actually, because in they, their debut album came out in 2008, uh, which is self-titled debut album. And... Um, they were at that point basically they were the next i don't know they were the next whatever they wanted to be the next arctic monkeys the next oasis whatever and um uh not quite the same type of band but they were just the media darlings the music press darlings and um had the world at their fingertips and the debut album is absolutely brilliant and then they just sunk without a trace after that don't know what happened mm. um i mean they still they still exist uh but you know i think they just you know probably got day jobs and put the odd album out on uh, uh on an indie label or something like that now and um yeah it's just very bizarre whatever happened but um uh this is from glass vegas's debut album um self-titled debut album it's called it's it's called my own cheating heart that makes me cry uh and um to be honest there's numerous tracks on this album which are brilliant so I could have had any one of them but um uh gonna have it's my own cheating heart that makes me cry by glass vegas for my next pick 
uh, for the playlist. Um, so, uh, yeah, give us your last man um, in Scotland then, uh, Adam. Yeah, yeah. I'll keep it short and sweet because I know we've got the bulb so yeah. tough, haven't we? Yeah. Um, so, uh, I've just gone for Rosner. 250 to 1, 10 places. Uh, obviously, has two wins on a DP World Tour already. Uh, form coming to, coming into this is 21, 51, 15th, and then he finished 13th last week. That's his second decent finish in the Irish Open as well. So I just like that Mount Juliet form carrying over into the Scottish Open. Um, so, yeah, at the price, two-time winner, just, just couldn't resist. Great. Can't argue with it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that wraps up Scotland for us. Uh, four picks for me, six picks for Adam. We'll recap them again in uh, in a minute. So uh, don't worry if you haven't caught them all. Uh, and um, as you allude to, we move on to the second event of the week, the Barbasol Championship. Now, to, to be honest, um, I haven't um, got fully to grips with this event yet because um, there's only so many hours in, uh, in, in my day. Yeah. And um, uh, obviously, I've been um, getting a preview out and what have you for Scotland. So I'm going to bow. I do have one selection that's sort of leapt off at me from my early research as it were but i'll probably add a couple more uh online tomorrow as well um uh, but um we've got one pick here but um yeah so i'm not um uh you know not gonna get too heavily into the event now and um you know other than to say we're in we're in kentucky the keen trace course i think this is the fourth year here or um, I won't swear to that. Uh, it's a par 72. And um, I remember it from last year when uh, uh, the aforementioned JT Poston um, blew a, a two or three shot lead down the stretch by going out of bounds on the 15th to make double bogey and then three putting the 16th. And uh, in the end, he lost out to Seamus Power in a playoff. So uh, it's a weak field, needless to say. Uh, and um, yeah, when you're looking at the likes of uh, Kevin Streelman heading up the market, it tells you uh, all you need to know, really. But um, um, <laughs> yeah, that's um, uh, yeah, and in fact, um, Streelman, Streelman, and of course, some. You know, you need to, uh, shall we say, be on the ball from the WD's point of view because it may be that um, some people are in and out since we start recording this, but. Um, Currently second in the market is Christopher Gotterup, the uh, uh, the young sort of um, sensation who's just uh, uh, turned pro and played so well um, uh, at, um, at the John Deere. Uh, so he's he's straight off up to uh, he's got the top ten, so he gets in the field and um, you know wouldn't be beyond the realms for him to just um, you know come straight out and win basically because he's got no baggage and um, you yeah. know uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him perform well. I don't think I want to back him at twenty to one, but um, wouldn't be surprised <laughs> to see him perform very well so yeah um but um so i'm gonna i'm gonna bow to you here um adam tell us who, who yeah, you've got fine. and um yeah you don't i mean um uh yeah you you rattle through and tell, tell, tell me who you're looking at well i knew we were in trouble this week when i saw hubbard was 25 to 1 and i was thinking oh my god like what, <laughs> what are these prices going to be like um so it, it took me a while to kind of dig out some value in this um but i have gone for so if you look at the last, so it's been held here three times at this course, 2021, 2019, 2018, mm. averaged 23 under scores. Um, the par threes have averaged one under yeah. um, over those three years. The par fours have averaged eight under. The par fives have averaged 14 under. So yeah. the par fives going to be really key this week. Um, there's four of them. So uh, I've gone with players. Uh, well, uh, three of my players are in this field very good par five scoring players so yeah. um Gligic at 70 to one 
So that was eight places. So he had a great result last week, finishing yeah. uh, 10th and played well here last year, shooting two very low rounds uh, mm. and eventually finishing 19th. Now, last year, he wasn't really in much... Uh, form at all so yeah, yeah he's got a lot better form going into this one um so that was basically my thinking behind that one yeah um then we've got hogue as well is that how you say it hogue um hogue. Yeah. Uh, are we looking at sorry um not tom hoagie he's not here is he um no 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 he was here um yeah um, i'm pretty sure it's hogue. yeah so 80 to one, eight places, great performance last week, uh, was in contention in the uh, until the last round, but faded a bit. Um, but his approach play was rock solid all weekend. Uh, has a, has an 11. Uh, Boho, sorry, Boho, of course. Yeah, Boho. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. 11th here last year i think it was last year but it yeah. has an 11th at this, this event anyway um yeah. so just hoping that he can build on that yeah um and then i've gone for two absolute massive yeah uh massive prices so we've got reeves at 300 to one yeah uh reason i've gone for so he's, he's got one win on the uh, corn ferry tour yeah uh tied eighth earlier on in the sanderson farm to begin of the yeah. season uh, but again, just just rock solid par five scoring, yep. um, and also par par four par four is going to be big here. So I've gone for um, he's he rates quite highly par four birdie or better. Yeah. So um, and he shot three rounds in the sixties last week, and then blew up on the final round. He shot seventy nine in his final okay. round. Yeah. So bit of a concern but yeah. obviously that's factored that's factored into the price at 300 to one so yeah. I'm, I'm happy to take a chance with that yeah uh and then the final one is uh a guy called jared wolf 350 to one uh so he has been struggling a bit this year no no yeah. real form to have to speak about but obviously yeah. that's when these events come into their own because mm -hmm. you'll suddenly have a player that just pops up from nowhere that's maybe not been yeah. really doing much and yeah. like a, a jim herman or someone like that you know yeah um and his approach play has been all right so he, he's yeah. starting to trend in the right direction in the last few uh tournaments he's been playing and even though he's missed some cuts um but he's from kentucky so that he was is. one of the things i liked as well yeah um so he's from kentucky uh and again he rates well in par five scoring so yeah. um and he has two wins on the on the corn ferry tour as well so in 2020 he won twice yeah so he knows how to win yeah so, um well my four picks. it's it's interesting you should say that because uh i i mean you know i'm not um saying i'm going to be putting up jared wolf or what have you but the one thing i got as far as yesterday um uh with this was um picking up the kentucky players who were in the field just um seeing the kentucky connections uh and um jared wolf popped up on that front and uh, yeah. uh I, I had a look and thought can i could i Ooh, don't know based on what he's done so far this season but uh, yeah, no, you, you've obviously delved, yeah you've obviously delved a bit further and as you say there's um three four five hundred to one there available so yeah uh, um, i've only gone small points on them yeah, um, no, gone, sure. you know small points on them um yeah. just for a bit of fun more than anything else really yeah. just to kind of keep the entertainment going but i, yeah, I thought you were gonna roll my man martin trainer out when you said he'd gone out with the big prices because oh, uh, 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 i did look at him you know yeah well there's there's worse bets i'm sure and he's gonna he's gonna pop up at some point and um uh, these alternative events are where he pops up yeah, aren't they, and, so. and he, he was playing quite nicely last week for the first um couple of days he faded over the weekend so uh so yeah, I'm not I'm not ruling him out. Um, he, he might get uh, 
small amount of my hard earned. But my, my one pick, definite pick so far, is um, I've gone with Austin Cook. Uh, and um, uh, I just like the way his game is trending. Uh, he's played um, very solidly. Um, uh, over the last uh, uh, last last few starts, uh, he was. Um, let me get his uh, finish up in front of me because I've caught myself short with not getting his um, most recent finishes up in front of me. But I think uh, he was top twenty, possibly 16, at the Traveller. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, yeah, he's uh, he's obviously a one-time winner on tour, and um, he has played well here before. That's the key to things. Uh, so his game's starting to come around nicely. He was 16th at the John Deere. Um, got that in front of me now. 13th in Canada. Uh, and um, even at the Travellers, where he was 63rd, um, he threw in a 65 uh, on day two. So he closed with a 66 at the John Deere. He had a 65 at the Travellers. Uh, he had a 64 in Canada uh, on, um, you know, a course that wasn't easy so ultimately he's he's starting to really to piece it together uh and um his uh his performances here over recent years uh he um didn't play so well here last year he was 47th but he was in no kind of form whatsoever uh but if we then go back to 2019 he was fourth here uh on the back of um nothing again really at the john deere or or the weeks before so um so yeah he, this struck me as the sort of event that he could um he could step up and again obviously he's lost his way over recent uh, recent years but he is a pga tour winner uh and um he did play really well at the shriners i think it was last fall as well yeah uh, i like this um, as course compact shriners yeah yeah um sorry not last year but the year before actually year before uh, yeah, yeah he was second at the Shriners in 2020. So, um, it was Martin Laird, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was. It was my Martin Laird week. In fact, yeah, he lost out. He was in the in, in the playoff with Martin Laird. Of course, how could I forget yeah. that? Um, so uh, he's my one pick so far for this event. But I'll be put, I won't be doing a full written preview. But I'll be putting a couple more picks up along with that on um, uh, on Twitter tomorrow. So um, keep an eye out for that. So once I've got my head fully around it. So um, and I believe you got one more um, uh, one more song for us with a bit of Kentucky angle in there. Yes, I have. So I had to get the, uh, uh, for those of you that are listening last time, I, I love the foals and yeah. uh, I had to try and find an angle so I could get them in again. And obviously being in Kentucky with the Kentucky Derby and uh, the thoroughbred horse racing, yeah. um, I thought that was a nice, nice little link. So uh, yeah, my, my last song is the foals yeah. and it's a song called balloons actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's from my antidotes album. So one of their earlier albums, yeah. um, but it's a real energetic song, mm-hmm. uh, quite a good one to, listen to when you're driving that sort of thing so yeah good song brilliant uh, have you caught up on um, on the iPlay yet on their uh, glass performance from last week so after you messaged me i went to do that and um every time i went to play it on iPlay my soundbar switched off so i couldn't hear any of the any of the sound so oh, i need to right. sort it out i haven't had, i still haven't had a chance to watch it but um the it looks like so i watched them a few years ago at glastonbury and that was mm. during the day but it seems yeah. like they've done a, a night set and the the uh 
Yeah, well, they, had, awesome. they, had, they headlined the um, other stage or, or whatever. So, um, yeah. Yeah, they, it's awesome. So, they I'm were looking absolutely. forward to catching yeah. up on that. Yeah, no, I um, I mean, um, I wasn't, you know, when we last spoke about them, I was someone who sort of thought, yeah, well, they're not a bad band and uh, I like a few of their tracks, but I'd never seen them live before. And to me, the test of a band is what they like live. And I thought they were absolutely incredible, really um, uh, energetic. Um, yeah, superb. Best thing I saw on Glastonbury all weekend. So, I'll be, uh, uh, you know, if I get a chance to go and see them live now, I certainly will. So, yeah. They they were, they were brilliant. So, um, nice. so um, I don't, you know, I don't particularly know this tune. I don't know if it was on their set and Glastonbury. So I'm looking looking forward to catching up with it. So, um, so that's pretty much is a wrap, as they say. Um, other than the fact, of course, we've got the small batch matter of the free bet to give away, uh, and um, we've had some, uh, as always, some excellent suggestions. And I'm just going back onto my uh, um, Twitter feed to remind myself of all the various picks we've had so yep we have had uh, a few people have suggested Stiltskin and inside i don't know if you remember that song it was on um it was on like a jeans advert possibly or something like that and it transpired they weren't actually they didn't play it or something like that there was like the band were a front for a um a studio band or did you remember do you remember that at all or am i um Talking double dutch no. to you. No. Okay, so it was no, an advert. No, no. I think it was on a jeans advert and it became a number one hit. Uh, and the band who were sort of trotted out to um, perform this song uh, were like sort of some rough and ready Scottish looking guitar band. Uh, but then I think it transpired afterwards that they hadn't actually written a song or played it. <laughs> and they were just like a band who were put together to sort of, you know, market the, um, the song basically once it was on the jeans advert. So uh, I might be wrong there. I might be doing the members of Stiltskin a complete disservice if. Uh, any of them actually listening in so i apologize if stiltskin's lead singer's son's listening in or something and that's not right and they wrote it so um but um i think that's uh that was the case anyway um so a couple of people suggested that uh, a couple of people suggested um um uh, songs by bell and sebastian so um McNulty went with um lazy line pay to jane um we've had garbage suggested um in honor obviously of um uh, shirley manson the lead singer of garbage um someone suggested the um royal scottish dragoon guards version of amazing grace in honor of brandon's win uh and being in scotland but um not going to go with that. Um, some Genesis have come out because of obviously we're in the Genesis Scottish Open. Ah, oh, um, good shout. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not one for Phil Collins, so um, I'm not going <laughs> to, uh, not going to go with that. So, um, but um, I am going to go with um, the archetypal Scottish band, uh, the one and only Scottish band, uh, and um, it was suggested by. Um, who was it who suggested? It was suggested by John Everett. So thank you, John. Uh, and um, it's big country and in a big country. Now, uh, I'm guessing that big country are a band who probably, again, not not one that are on your radar, maybe a bit before your time. Does the name mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, nice. so, so they were around in the late 80s, uh, sorry, the mid, the early 80s, through the 80s, um, and well, into the 90s. Actually, they still still, still play, I believe. Um, and um, they were of that sort of U2 Simple Minds era. Uh, and big country were a Scottish band through and through and they had supposedly had guitars that sounded like 
bagpipes and um, and in the early 80s although my music taste has obviously evolved over the years uh when i was a young um you know turning teenager they were my band um and um i saw them a huge amount of times um uh you know in, in my teens and stuff and um uh, they were absolutely awesome, uh, and um, well, I don't listen to them so much these days. You, you know, if I ever hear their stuff, um, uh, it still brings back plenty of memories. And uh, yeah, they were um, uh, they were a fantastic band. And tragically, uh, and it still you know saddens me to even talk about this, to be honest. But um, uh, sounds a bit melodramatic. But the, the lead singer actually committed suicide um, in I think it was the twentieth anniversary of it um, last December. Uh, so it was in the early 2000s and um, the band were always known for their sort of uplifting uh, anthemic tunes and um, if ever there was someone you thought who wouldn't fall foul to um, sadly have an alcohol problem and that led to depression mm. uh, and um, yeah just a very very tragic tragic sort of story and um, just such a waste there was a gentleman by the name of Stuart Adamson who um uh I'm sure many of the listeners will have heard of so um yeah so when uh, uh when big country got suggested um I thought yeah they've got to be coming on it's a song called in a big country from their debut album the crossing uh, I'm actually going to put a live version on that I found on Spotify because they were a live band um first and foremost and um yeah so um thank you John Everett for um, suggesting that uh, it's in a big country by a big country um, from their debut album A Crossing um, so yeah that wraps things up for this week and um, just to say before we recap next week uh, really looking forward to having uh, everyone's favourite Canadian back on the show Tyler Tambourine uh, Tyler will be with me to um, give us his views from across the pond as to uh, uh, what uh, what they think of the Open Championship uh, over in Canada and uh, how much he's looking forward to it. Um, hopefully, get a few DraftKings angles from Tyler as well, because as you don't know him, he's he's um, uh, very much the king of DraftKings. So um, yeah, really excited to be having Tyler back on the show to uh, uh, preview the Open with me next week. So, um, but uh, before we wrap up, just remind us of your picks first of all uh, in uh, in Scotland, Adam. Who you got? Yeah, so we've got Herbert 100 to 1, Eduardo, Eduardo Molinari 150 to 1, Perez, Victor Perez at 200 to 1, uh, Tristan Lawrence at 200 to 1, Veerman at 200 to 1, and Rosner at 250 to 1. Brilliant. Uh, and um, I was a bit late to the party on um, Herbert, so uh, um, we're looking at um, 66s now, or 60s or thereabouts, but for eight places still. Uh, Aaron Rye, um, uh, 70 to 1 for eight places. Ricky Fowler, um, hoping he can bounce back to form uh, in his um, uh, much-loved Lynx format, uh, 150 to 1. Uh, and Wyndham Clark, 250 to 1. Uh, just the one pick for me so far in the Barbasol, which is Austin Cook at 66 to 1. Uh, and uh, your four for the Barbasol are, Adam? Yeah, I've gone for Gligic at 70 to 1, Bo Hogue at 80 to 1, uh, Seth Reeves at 300 to 1, and Jared Wolf at 350 to 1. The Kentucky man. Um, the other Kentucky yeah. man, I've got my arm there, uh, possibly is Vincent Whaley, by the way. He's another Kentucky guy. So, yes. uh, so he's, he's on my radar. So, um, yeah, yeah interesting. Early, early, head, early heads up there. So, um, yep. Yeah, and um, music, um, my musical picks. Uh, for the week uh, are um, a who's who of Scottish 
um, uh, classics. So uh, uh, Neil Young Teenage Fan Club from the 1995 album Grand Prix, uh, Dry the Rain by the Beta Band um, from their Champion Versions EP uh, from 1997. Uh, we've got some uh, Velocity Girl, Primal Scream's best song ever, and no one will ever tell me otherwise. Uh, 90 Minutes of Perfect Pop. Uh, sorry, 90 Minutes, 90 Seconds of Perfect Pop. Um, Just Like Honey by the Jesus and Mary Chain. Uh, and um, It's My Own Cheating Heart That Makes Me Cry by Glass Vegas. Uh, and the listener pick is um, In a Big Country by Big Country. I'm going to put a live version on of that. Um, thank you so much, John Everett, for that. Uh, five pound bet coming your way. Uh, and um, yeah, your couple of tunes remind us of uh, what you got musically on there again, Adam. Yeah, so I've got Aberdeen uh, by Cage Elephant. Yep. And then Balloons by Foles. Perfect. Um, and a perfect way to wrap up the, um, the pod. So yeah, uh, yeah, Adam, uh, it's been a pleasure. I know you're a busy man. Um, uh, got uh, got your hands full. So um, thank you so much for uh, uh, taking the time to join me. It's been a pleasure to have you um, back on. And hopefully um, you'll be back again in the not too distant future. Uh, hopefully you get a chance to watch some golf this weekend. And um, uh, hopefully uh, you've got I'm a winner really nice in there. Play. And uh, hopefully Lucas Herbert can um, be uh, coming down the stretch for us both and uh, giving the pod a double winner. So, um, yeah, thank, thank you. Really appreciate it. Uh, remind everyone where they can uh, find your stuff, where they can find you on Twitter. Yeah, I'm on Twitter, add the villain. Brilliant. Uh, are you looking forward to the new season? Villa, uh, uh, Villa? Absolutely. Can't wait. I'm chomping at the bit. I hate pre-season. It's, it's just can't come soon enough. Right. I don't think I've ever confessed this actually live on the pod, but uh, I'm a Hammers fan. Uh, always <gasps> have been. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a there's a first a revelation. I don't tend to get into it on Twitter, to be honest, but uh, wow. um, um, I'm a Hammers fan. Um a season ticket holder back in my day when I was a youngster or growing up in the uh, or you know in my sort of late teens early 20s in Essex used to go home and away so um, yeah still um, still uh, follow them uh, obviously avidly and uh, it's uh, getting a lot more fun the last uh, couple of years so I can I can talk about it a bit more now so uh, yeah I'm, uh, <laughs> uh, so as long as we hang on to Declan Rice for another year I'll be happy so um, oh, so um, yeah so anyway everyone thank you very much for tuning in um, and um, good luck with your bets. Um, bet responsibly, win plenty of money, and um, uh, don't forget to turn the music up loud. Um, and um, thank you again, Adam. And good night, everyone. We'll be back next week for the open. Thank you. <laughs>